the righteousness of faith. Psalm 107. A few verses here. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Verse 20, he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Psalm 147, in the third verse, he heals the broken in heart and binds up their wounds. Verse 15, he sends forth his commandment. He sends forth his commandment upon earth. His word runs very swiftly. His word is swift, it's quick. Isaiah 51, in verse 16, he says, I put my words in thy mouth, I have covered thee in the shadow of my hand, that I may plant the heavens and lay the foundations of the earth. He says he's put his words in our mouth so that he can accomplish something. Isaiah 57, 18, I have seen his ways and will heal him. I will lead him also and restore comforts unto him and to his mourners. I create the fruit of the lips. Peace, peace to him that's far off and to him that's near, says the Lord, and I will heal him. I create the fruit of the lips. His word is precious. Like Athena was saying, we need to hear his word and be doers of this. What I just wanted to point out to you to there, right there is that specifically there's healing in his word. But not just healing. There's other things in his word too. There's provision in his word. There's peace in his word. Anything we need is in his word. There's strength in his word. There's protection in his word. He sends his word and his word is quick. It runs very swiftly. He sends his word. Where does it land? All right. Are we ready to get into this? Yeah? Okay. So listen up. Follow along and be ready to write anything down the Holy Spirit says. Because you might think, wow, that's good. Holy Spirit just said this to me and forget it two minutes after you walk out the door. Why? Because right now you're in the Spirit. The atmosphere is charged. We're hearing the Word. We've just been praising Him. We've been giving. He's here. His presence is manifesting. And you can hear things here and think that you're getting it here, but it's here. And if you don't write it down, when you get back up here again, it wasn't there in the first place. That's why you got to write it down so you can get it in here, not just in here. Fair warning. James chapter 1. 21st verse. Latter part of that verse, and we'll read down a little bit. Are you ready? Receive with meekness the engrafted word or the implanted word which is able to save your souls. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. For if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's already deceived himself, we just heard. Don't deceive yourself. Deceiving yourself by being a hearer and not a doer. Tragedy. If any man 
be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man beholding his natural face in a glass or in a mirror, for he beholds himself, goes his way, and straightway or promptly forgets what manner of man he was. But whoso looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues, look in and continue looking. You don't glance. Oh, you just notice something. No. Once you see it, look. Keep looking. Continue. He being not a forgetful here, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his doing. The one that's hearing is blessed in his doing. The one that's hearing and not doing deceived himself. Because he thinks he's doing it because he heard it. He thinks he believes it because he knows it. Oh, I know the Bible says that by his stripes I'm healed. So I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. How come it's not working? Got to believe it. Not just know it. Whoso looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, he being not a forgetful here, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his doing. If any man among you seem to be religious and bridles not his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this man's religion is vain. He didn't bridle his tongue. But he's doing good things. He's doing works. Religious means or outward act. He's doing work. But he didn't hear the word first. It's not based off of faith. That man deceives his own heart. Why? Because he didn't bridle his tongue. Doing one thing, saying another. Remember what Athena said? Doing is first saying and then doing. If you're saying... One thing and doing another, you might be doing the right thing, but talking contrary, deceived. The heart's deceived. We are a three-part being, spirit, soul, body. They all have to work together in unison. If they're not, there's turmoil. The heart's deceived. It don't work. Okay? So we're noticing in verse 25 that we look into the perfect law of liberty and continue looking and being a doer. If you flip over to chapter 2, verse 12, he says, so speak and so do as they that shall be judged by the law of liberty. He just connected the speaking with the doing. Hearing, speaking, doing. Hearing, speaking, doing. Now, if you read the book of James, I encourage you to read the book of James, the whole thing from start to finish in one shot. And you'll see some themes here. In this particular case that I'm talking about, he's talking about hearing, speaking, doing. And then the latter part of chapter 2, he's talking about faith without work is dead. Chapter 3 starts talking about how to use the tongue and how not to use the tongue. Speaking. Chapter 4, he goes into the humility versus the pride. Chapter 5, calling unto the Lord for what's rightfully theirs. The Lord of the host working. Now you got angels working on your behalf. Nice. Nice. Okay, we're going to keep moving here. I trust you're hooked. We're going to Matthew 7. So hang on to everything we've just established there. And Matthew 7, go down to verse 15. Let me know when you're there. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing but inwardly they're ravening wolves. See, sheep's clothing, outward, but inward they're ravening wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather 
grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Do figs grow on thistles? Nope. Do grapes grow on thorns? Nope. Even so, every good tree brings forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree brings forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that brings not forth good fruit is hewn down, it's cut down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits you shall know them. He just described a man compared to a tree. And he calls the evil tree a false prophet. In this instance, you'll know them by their fruit. So this false prophet was evidently an evil tree because he just said inward he's a ravening wolf and outward he's got sheep's clothing on. Looks so sweet. No. 21. Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that is doing the will of my Father which is in heaven. Over in Luke, on this instance, he says he that's hearing and doing the word. He puts both in there in the other account. The will of my Father. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name and in thy name cast out devils and in thy name have we done many wonderful works? Didn't we do all that? And then Jesus said, I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work in iniquity. Out. An evil tree cannot bring forth good fruit. The man that's not bridling his tongue and doing the work, he's deceived his heart. The one that's hearing what Jesus said and not doing it, deceives himself. This guy thinks that he did all these things. Jesus said he didn't. Who's telling the truth? Didn't I cast out devil? You, you, maybe you think you did. With that being said, he goes on to say, therefore, whosoever hears these things of mine and is doing them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, for it was founded upon a rock. It fell not, pardon me. It fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. Why? Why didn't it fall? Because he hears the word and does the word. That's like the man that built the house on the rock. Here comes a storm. House is still there. Everyone that hears these sayings of mine and is not doing them, shall be like a foolish man. The Amplified Bible says a stupid man, which built his house upon the sand, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew. That's the same storm that the other guy had. It beat upon that house, and it fell. And great was the fall of it. What was the difference? Foundation, no foundation. What was the foundation? Hearing the word, doing the word. The one that's hearing only, the house falls at the storm. The one that's hearing and doing, the house stands. We all have storms. Some of us, the same storm. What's been going on the last number of months? Everyone's got the same storm going on. Who's falling and who's standing? 
Security, by hearing and doing the word. Protection, by hearing and doing the word. Hearing and doing, hearing and doing, hearing and doing, hearing, saying, doing, hearing, saying, doing. It's getting in, I know. Matthew 12. Ian already touched on this. We're going to do it again. Matthew 12, verse 33. So he says, Either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt, for the tree is known by his fruit. O generation of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart brings forth good things. An evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. He doesn't say anything about a good man out of evil treasure bringing evil things. He says, good bringing good, evil bringing evil. Good tree, good fruit. Evil tree, evil fruit. He didn't give any other option. I'm looking at good trees, right? Good plants? Hearers and doers? Am I? Chapter 13. Jesus is teaching us a lot today, right? Chapter 13, uh, verse 3. Jesus speaking. Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Fell by the wayside. The other account, Luke, I believe it says, they were trampled underfoot. The seed was trampled underfoot, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon the stony place, where they had not much earth. Now, what does that mean, stony places? It means you've got all this stone rock and just a little tiny little bit of soil. Not much. It's all hard underneath. So forthwith they sprang up because they had no depth of earth. Of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched because they had no root and withered away. The other account says they lacked water. Why they lack water? It's hard. There's no soil to hold the water. So the seed was planted. It shoots up. There's a little bit of water in that seed to get that thing started. No more water. Sun comes out. Thing burns. Dead. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. Competition. But other fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. Who has ears to hear? Let him hear. Who has ears to hear? Let him hear. Ears to hear means you paying attention. You have ears to understand. Your heart's open. Who has ears to hear? Let him hear. And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou to them in parables? He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it's not given. For, here's why it's given to you, not given to them. Whosoever has, has what? Whosoever has ears to hear and is hearing. Whosoever has ears to hear, to him shall be given. Given what? To know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever has ears to hear, to him shall be given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever has not ears to hear, from him shall be taken away even that he has. Well, who's going to take it away? We just read about it. The sower went forth to sow. 
the seed that was trampled underfoot and it was on the hard ground, the birds came and ate it. Who's the bird? Who's the devourer? The devil. All his demons. Therefore I speak I to them in parables because they seeing see not, hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. Why? Because they don't have ears to hear. They don't care. They don't value the word. It doesn't mean enough to them. What's the difference between ears to hear and one that doesn't have ears to hear? Value, honor, respect. I said at the beginning, do you love the word? Do you love Jesus? You said yes. That means you value this word. You came here to hear it today. You're here. You may as well get something out of it. We've already done the singing and the giving part. We've ministered unto him, and now he's given to us. This is part of your harvest. As he's speaking to you, things come to you. Ideas will come to you. You'll know how to handle your situation. Circumstances can change. You can receive healing for your body while you're sitting here listening to the word. He sends his word and heals them. You can get it afterward because you know how. Verse 14, in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which says, By hearing you shall hear and shall not understand, seeing you shall see and shall not perceive, for this people's heart is waxed gross or dull. It's heavy. Their ears are dull of hearing. Their eyes, they have closed. They close their own eyes. No one can close your eyes for you. I mean, if they get close enough, you can finger out of my eye. They close their own eyes. They don't want to see it. They don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I might have to do it. I might be responsible for that. I don't want to see that. I've heard that before. He preached on this the last time. I already know that. I've got that book. No. It's always fresh. It's always fresh. It's always fresh. They closed their own eyes, lest at any time they should see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. Why do some people get healed and others don't? He just told us. Didn't he just tell us? Verse 15. Lest they should at any time, see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their heart, and should be converted, and I should heal them. Converted also means turn. Pastor read Jeremiah 17. Blessed is a man who trusts in the Lord, whose hope the Lord is. But it's also said in that verse, cursed is the man whose heart departs from the Lord. Is that what it says, Pastor? His heart departs from the Lord? Turns away from the Lord? Lest they should turn to the Lord and I should heal them? We can know the word about healing, for example, or any other thing. And it doesn't seem to be working. You're not waiting on answered prayer. He already gave us his word. He already died, raised from the dead, and is seated on the throne. The victory's been won. 
He's telling us here, as we go through this, we're going to see, we're going to see this process here of what we need to do. We need to see with our eyes, hear with our ears, and understand with our heart. Turn to him and receive that healing. How do we receive the healing? We're going to keep going. But blessed are your eyes, for they see. Your ears, for they hear. I'm going to add this. Your heart, for it understands. For verily I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which you see and have not seen them, and to hear those things which you hear and have not heard them. And right here, Mark 4, verse 13, adds something. He says, if you don't understand this parable, how are you going to understand every other parable? This is key. Because if you read through Matthew 5, Matthew 6, Matthew 7, all the way through 12, 13, all the accounts in Luke and Mark that are similar, you're going to see this theme. If you don't understand this, you're not going to understand the other. You have to get this. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom, the word of the kingdom, the word of the kingdom, Luke says in chapter 8 that the seed is the word of God. He sends his word. He sows his word. He scatters it on the ground. There's different types of ground. We're going to find out which type of ground we are today. Now you may be different types of ground with different types of seeds at different conditions and situations of our lives and developments, and that's okay. We have room to develop. There's, that's part of life. The point is that we're pressing on. We're growing. So there's nothing wrong with the Word. 1 Peter 1 tells us it's the incorruptible seed of the Word of God by which we've been born again. Incorruptible cannot fail. Seed's not the problem. It'll always produce in the right environment. Our heart is the ground. It has to be the right environment. 19. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and understands it not, then comes the wicked one and catches away that which was sown in his heart. That is which is, this is he which receives seed by the wayside. So the seed by the wayside, the word was taken by the enemy because he didn't understand why didn't he understand it? Because he trampled it under his foot. His heart was hard. He didn't care to hear it. Paid no attention. Might have heard it a little bit, but didn't press in to see more. Remember Moses at the burning bush? He didn't just go, well, a burning bush. It's not burning up. Keep on feeding his sheep. He went in to see what was going on. Then he heard the voice. Draw near to hear. Draw near to hear. 20. He that received the seed into stony places, the same as he that hears the word and at once with joy receives it. Glory to God. Did you hear that? That's good. I believe that. Yes. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. Why doesn't he have any root? Because there's rock underneath, hard heart. Hard heart. What's a hard heart? I'll give you a hint. Whatever you pay attention to, you'll become soft to. Whatever you disregard, you'll become hard to. So if you pay attention to something, right or wrong, 
You'll become soft to it. It'll be easy to take. You'll be inclined towards that. If you don't pay attention, if you ignore it, right or wrong, you'll become hard to it. Right? The word comes, you hear it, and once you receive it. The seed is word, or the, the, the word is seed, but it's also water. There's other scriptures that tell us the word is water. The word was planted into the stony ground, but it didn't get any water. Because it didn't get any water, it didn't keep growing. It's great to receive the word and hear it and get excited about it. Now water it. Water it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing. He said it twice. Hearing, it's planted. Hearing, it's watered. Hearing and hearing. Hearing and hearing. Hearing and hearing. If you're hearing this for the first time today, wherever you are, in the sound of my voice, I'm planting some seed. Whatever type of ground you are will determine what takes place. If you've heard this before, rejoice. It's getting watered. The plant, the tree is getting bigger, stronger. Roots are going down. So this man, he has not rooted himself but endures for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, by and by he is offended. Offended. Offense. Offense. What's offense? Offense is a trap. Literally a trap. It's the trigger on a trap. It's what the devil throws out there. It's a little trap so you stick your finger in it and he gets the little triggers. Like what the mouse touches where the little bait is. That's offense. It's a trap. What it also means is to trip. To trip up. So you trip, you fall, and you get your faith hurt. Another way of looking at it? Offended. You get off the word and you end the process. Off-ended. It's over. 22, he also that receives seed among the thorns is he that hears the word. Oh, he's doing good. But the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. Didn't say it, the seed becomes unfruitful. He becomes unfruitful. The other account says he brings no fruit to perfection. It was growing. This ground's better than the other two grounds. He heard the word. It got in there. It wasn't stony. I mean, the thorns are growing. There must be some water. Thorns don't grow in a desert. They need water too. Yeah, so it's growing. But which one wins? There's competition here. And what the thorns do? Choke the word. Choke. Choke. Suffocate. No air. The Greek says strangle completely. No breath. The same word breath, the same word spirit, they're the same. In the Bible, when he says spirit, when he says breath, wind, breeze, that kind of thing, it's usually the same word. Greek, I believe it's pneuma, ruach in the Hebrew, something like that, if I'm saying it right. Choking the word. No air. Don't let the end. Don't let the pressures. Don't let the cares. Don't let the deception of riches, the lust of other things, and all the distractions of the age choke the word. Don't let it stop you from speaking the word. 
if you can keep it in your mouth. I don't know about you, but I've had pressure on before where you don't want to say it. Either want to say something else, or you don't want to say anything at all when you should be saying something. Or you're saying something you shouldn't be saying at all. Whatever the case is, the word's being choked. Can I get a witness? Okay. So it's not just me. Don't let the devil choke you. Don't let the cares and the pressures and the distractions choke you. Keep the word in your mouth. Keep the breath. Keep the speaking, 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 speaking. What's going to happen? You're going to keep doing it. At least if you keep speaking it, you'll be doing something. And like we saw in James, you need to be speaking and doing. The primary way to act on your faith, it talks about corresponding action. Faith without works is dead. Well, works without faith is destructive and futile. The one guy said, didn't we do all these mighty, wonderful works? He says, depart from me, never knew you. Oh, that's hard. What's worth the not knowing Jesus? He doesn't know you. And then the other guy, he built a house and it failed. What a waste. That was works without faith. Works without faith is destructive, futile. But the other thing is, is you need corresponding action to your faith. Well, how much can you do? Depends what it is. Depends how much it's manifest. Right? You ever tried to act on your faith? And it's like, well, what do I do? Start here. You can always start here. The first, primary, foremost involved, no matter what it is, you can always say it. You may not be able to act on it a little bit or at all or much. You can go so far with actions. You know, I can do this, I can do that, whatever. You can always say it. Dare to say it. I don't use that word lightly, dare. Challenge. Have the courage to speak it. Someone might hear you. Yeah, they might. They might not. Who cares? Nothing to do with them. Between you and Jesus. Oh, but I'm saying it and I don't have it. That must mean I'm lying. No. It's out of the abundance of the heart. You're creating. Seed comes into your heart and out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. What's the abundance of your heart? It's what you believe. What you believe. Not what you know, it's what you believe. You keep sowing that seed, sowing that seed, sowing that seed, sowing that seed. It changes your belief. Now you believe it. What you say from what's in your heart is what you believe. That's your faith. What you know in your mind because you heard it, that's just knowledge. Faith is spirit. You don't have to feel it. It doesn't have to look like something's happening. All right, we're doing good. 23. He that received the seed into the good ground is he that hears the word, understands the word, and brings forth fruit. Luke tells us the good ground is that which is an honest and good heart and brings forth fruit with patience. Why patience? Because you've got to water it and let it grow. It's not just, Lord... I need something, da-da-da, I believe I receive, amen. Now, it might take place. I mean, it depends where your faith is at. I'm not knocking that. But I'm saying, if it doesn't look like it's happening, you're not waiting on prayer to be answered. He already said yes. 
In most cases, if you're dealing with things about redemption and about the finished works and about our inheritance as sons of God, He already said yes. He already gave it to you. We're not waiting on answer prayer. Oh, God, please give me this. Go get it. I'm talking to me too. This is real. Because I know when it's worked and I know when it hasn't for me. I had times where I was believing for healing. Pain. Oh, I mean, believe it. I believe it. Why isn't it working? Until I stopped, took this, looked at it, read it, said it, prophesied to my body, let it flow in, and just looked at it, and read it, and said it, prophesied to my body, and what wasn't working with chiropractor, what wasn't working with just just be strong and just make push your way through it like you used to or whatever. And just, oh. Wasn't it a lightning bolt? Wasn't it a big flash? A lot of times it wasn't instantaneous. But I know for sure that something that wasn't getting better was getting worse and has now turned completely with a matter of hours or even a few days. What's the difference? It was me. I would venture to say you've all got situations in your life where it's, and that's not a condemnation. It's just a location. Locate yourself and say, am I hard in this area? Am I not caring in this area? Am I good ground and patient, receiving it and watering and hearing it, saying it, doing it, doing my best, doing my best, keep at it, don't get discouraged. Don't get condemned. Just keep going and going and going and going, and the tree will grow. It'll bear fruit, and it'll bring forth some 100-fold, some 60-fold, and some 30. You switch it around 30, 60, 100-fold. It's growing. Progressive. Revelation's progressive. Results are progressive. If you keep at it, don't stop at the first little tiny little result. If we stop going out to the garden at the first fig... All the other ones would be falling rotten off on the ground. If we stopped going at the first zucchini, that thing would be so huge right now, it would just be all over the place. We wouldn't know what to do with it. They'd be huge. Now, huge is nice, but, you know, you can only do so much. My point is, you've got to let it go. Keep picking. So Jesus said, only a good tree can bring forth good fruit. He says if you're good ground, you're going to hear the word, you're going to receive it, you're going to have an honest heart, you'll be honest with yourself, you're an honest person, and you bring forth fruit with patience. Verse 24, another parable put he forth unto them, saying, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way but when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So this guy wasn't the thorny ground. The other seed fell in the thorny ground. This guy sowed good seed in his good field, so he's the good ground. But while he slept, the enemy came. What did the enemy do? Put some weeds in there. Something that looked alike. Tare and weeder, they looked similar. But when the blade was up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. Uh Uh-oh. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, 
Did you not sow good seed in the field? Where have these tares come from? 28. He said unto them, an enemy has done this. We all know who the enemy is. The servant said unto him, wilt thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, no. Lest while you gather up the tares, you root up the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And here's the good news. In the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, gather ye together the first the tares, bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. If the enemy sows some junk while you're good ground and you're working at it, ignore it. Don't water it. Don't pay attention to it. We use soaker hoses in our garden. The good thing about that is if it's really dry outside, there's a lot of areas of the garden that don't get any water. That means the weeds don't grow. But if it rains, they might sprout up. But the water is right there where the plant is. Don't water the tares. Ignore it. Pay no attention. Let the thing grow. Okay, it got in there. You, you, you messed up. You said the wrong thing. Cancel that thing in the name of Jesus. Just keep at it. You trip, you fall, whatever. Get up. Keep going at it. And when it's time for the harvest and you get that fruit, Jesus will see to it by his angels that all that junk gets burned and it won't come to anything. It'll just fail. It'll fail. And then the other parable he put forth unto them, verse 31, the kingdom of heaven is like to a grain of mustard seed which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all seeds. But when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and lodge under the branches Lodge in the branches thereof. Mark 4 says that he, that the tree grows up and begets so big that the birds of the air come and lodge under the shadow of it. So whether they're landing on the tree or under the shadow of the tree, the tree's bigger than the bird. The bird's the enemy. The birds came and devoured them up. The fowler, fowl of the air. The birds are demons. They're devils. They come to, oh, here's this thing. Let's go get it. It's too late. He sowed that word in his good ground. He covered it. He protected it. He kept it. And by the time the enemy not noticed he come along to get it, it's too late. It was already a tree. Devils can't cast out trees. He could pluck up a seed, but he can't pull out a tree. The Bible says that only we can do that. We can either cut it down or we can command it to be uprooted and cast into the sea. I don't read anywhere where the devil can uproot a tree. There's another place in Matthew it says, every plant in me that the Heavenly Father didn't plant, he'll root it out. It doesn't say anything about the enemy. Oh, you got a good tree in there, the enemy's going to come along and root the plant out? Can't. Too strong. Just like Jeremiah 17, the roots are into the river, getting fed. It doesn't matter if it's dry out there. It's still bearing fruit. It can be as hot as it wants. It's still bearing fruit. So, 35, he says, I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things which have been kept secret from the foundation of the world. These are the secrets of the kingdom. He says, I'll show you the secrets of the kingdom of God. All right. So I started this talking about some healing scripture. This isn't just with healing. But that's what I'm using as the example here, okay? And then we went through some process about how this can work. Now we're going to go over to Isaiah 55, 
and verse 10. We'll hear pages turning. You ready? Isaiah 55, 10. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and returns not thither, but waters the earth and makes it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be. He just said the words like the rain. His word that's coming out of the house, his mouth is like the rain. It's coming down to water and make it bring forth and make it bud. Right? The word is seed. And the word is water. And he says it's going to give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. When you get fruit, the seed's in the fruit. When you grow wheat, the wheat's in the field, there's your fruit. But that's not bread. Bread needs to be processed from the wheat. Fruit you get, you're going to have to do something with it too. And you can do something and make other things and do things with it. That's good. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not, the word will not return unto me void. It shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. For you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the fir tree, instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree, and it shall be to the Lord for a name. For an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. Everlasting, incorruptible seed of the word of God. Jesus says if you give for the sake of the kingdom, if you leave something for the sake of the kingdom, you'll get a hundredfold now in this time and in the world to come. It'll never die. 1 Corinthians 3 tells us anything that makes it through that fire, all it gets is purified. It doesn't go away. Right? The tares get burned, and you get the wheat in the barn. Abundant. That's why you need a barn. For the abundance. If you didn't have abundance, you wouldn't need the barn. You could put it in the cupboard. Okay, Proverbs 4. So verse 20. My son, attend to my words. Pay attention to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Words and sayings. Words are on the page, sayings is what he's speaking to your heart. Words on the page, sayings is what he's speaking to you through my voice. Words, sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life to those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Another way is medicine. To all their flesh. The word of God is medicine to my flesh? I'm a witness of that. More than once. And so is she. I'm not just talking about pain and stuff getting healed. I'm talking about flesh. For they are life to them that find them and health to all their flesh. All their flesh. Teeth or flesh, you know. The doctor says it can't be healed. According to what he knows... This word is health to all of our flesh. Ephesians 5 says that we're bone of Jesus' bone and flesh of his flesh. We're also one spirit with him. He that's joined to the Lord is one spirit. You know that one, 1 Corinthians 6? He that's joined to the Lord is one spirit. We're one spirit, we're bone of his bone, we're flesh of his flesh, and we have the mind of Christ. What's the mind of Christ? Anointed one, his anointing. What does it do? Removes burdens, destroys yokes. 
You're thinking wrong things. You got wrong belief systems and patterns. Put the word in, and it'll displace the other. It'll remove that and destroy it. This is how we change our beliefs. So we can believe right and speak out of the abundance of our heart and have good things. 23, keep thy heart with all diligence. Keep it. Keep. Guard. Protect. Protect your heart with all diligence. Or the Hebrew says, above all you keep. If you're going to choose something to guard and it was only one thing, choose your heart if there was only one thing. Guard other things as well, but make sure you guard your heart. Guard your heart. Because out of your heart are the issues of life. Issues are spring, flow, forces, the outcome of your life. The way your life is going, it's all coming out of your heart. How you're living today, how you will live tomorrow, it's all coming out of your heart. What you've been saying yesterday is coming out your heart today. You're living in it. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks and brings forth fruit. Out of your heart are the issues, the issuing, the, the outflow of life. That's why we're guarding it. We don't want the wrong thing in there. No one's looking for a bad life. But we don't need to be confused as to what creates problems and what doesn't. Storms may come, but if you keep seeing, hearing, saying, and doing, the host won't fall because you're founded on the rock. You start to understand what the rock is, the foundation? It's hearing, saying, and doing. You do that, you'll protect your heart. Proverbs says, keep your mouth, keep your life, keep your soul from trouble. Guard your mouth, guard your heart. Okay, 24. Put away from thee a froward mouth and perverse lips. Froward. False speech. Dishonest. Contrary. Speech. Saying one thing, doing another. I won't go into details. You don't know what that is. Let thine eyes look right on. Perverse lips put far from thee. Put, put it far from you. Thrust it away. Let your eyes look right on. Let your eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of your feet. Let all your ways be established. Ponder. Meditation's involved. That's how you get it in deep. Ponder. Meditate. Consider it. Ponder. Ponder. Don't just hear it once. The bird will come and get it. Don't get excited about it. Not water it. Ponder. Let it sink in. Jesus said in another place, let these words, these things of mine, sink deep down into your ears. Let it sink in. Ponder it. I know you ponder other things. One of the ways people are really good at pondering is worry. That's pondering. Do it the other way. Memories are about the past. Imagination's about the future. Ponder it. Think about it. Imagine it. Turn not to the right hand or to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. So if you want to know how to receive, if you want to put a spiritual law on receiving, this is it. Proverbs 4, 20 to 27, this is how you can receive anything. It's health to your flesh, and you'll guard your heart out of your heart of the issues of life. We touched on it in James. We spoke about it a little more in depth with Jesus and what he was talking. Same things here. It all flows together. 
Now, just to close this up, I'm going to say some points here. Sowing the word seed into good ground, it requires immersion in the word. You've got to spend some time at it. So if you love the word and you love Jesus, you don't mind spending time with it. I love my wife. I love spending time with it. I'm the same way here. Okay, final points. Jesus sends forth his word. His word is first seed, then water. It falls on good ground. That's you. That's your heart. The good ground keeps it, guards it by hearing, saying, and doing. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak and bring forth fruit. And when the, when the fruit is ripe, it's harvested by speaking and doing. Amen? Go get healed. Go get your harvest. Go get your reward. Go get your situations and circumstances turned around. Go advance. Go start that business. Amen? Remember, the righteous by faith shall live.